Evolutionary.org presents Evolutionary Hardcore Podcast with your co-hosts, Steve from the American Underground and Mobster from the UK Iron Den. Get ready for the most hardcore and underground info in the industry. And here we go. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6... What's up, guys? Evolutionary.org, hardcore podcast coming away. This is episode 131. Devin Physique Zimmerman is who we're doing today. Steve Smee here and introducing the Mobster once again. What's up, buddy? How you doing? All good in the hood. We're going to teach our listeners and followers how to make good and how not to make good when you're on social media. Let's, let's, uh, Let's talk about Devin and the mistakes he's made and uh, how this stuff is done properly. Yes. So Devin Physique, guys, his real name is Zimmerman. Devin Zimmerman, social media fitness celebrity and guru. Now, over the years, we've seen guys grow profiles on social media with their bodies, posting workout videos, posting all kinds of things related to fitness. And there is a definitely a genre on social media for fitness because guys look at mm. these these guys and they're like, wow, these guys are ripped. I want to look like these guys. So they start following them. They want tips. It's like that in any industry. It could be knitting. It could be, you know, fishing. It could be any of this stuff. People follow because yeah. they want to get better at it. They want to get better at fitness. So that's how these social media influencers with fitness kind of grow their page and then they buy followers as well that gets them going um so in this situation Devin physique he's he um he is about 30 years old he's five foot eight 180 pounds is his listed stats he's most known for his transformation videos and then He's known over the past few years for his scandal. So what has Devin Physique done when when it comes to his scandals? And then what has he been doing since then? So we're going to get into that. But first, a little bit of his early life before we get into his scandals. <clears throat> He's from Chino Hills, California. Short, skinny. You know, he looked sickly as a teenager. This is what his friend told him. He had self-esteem problems. He was only 115 pounds in high school. He started doing mm-hmm. endurance sports, building up his conditioning. By the time he graduated at 19, he started lifting weights seriously for the first time. So he got into it a little later than, than a lot of people do, but not too late. He started getting involved with the internet um, back in his early 20s, um, started posting transformation pictures. He really took a liking to it. And he started building up a nice physique. So he started growing his following. A lot of guys online like to see that transformation. You know, they'll either someone goes from really, really overweight, obese to in shape, or someone goes from really super skinny, 115 pounds to 180 pounds ripped. So when you get that type of transformation, a lot of guys look at that. They're like, wow, I want to know, learn what he did. Because if he did that, he went from that to that, then I can go from this to this. So that's how these guys wrote their Instagram following guys. And this happens all the time now on social media. And he 
definitely hit it out of the ballpark because he got up to Monster and I were talking about a pre-show 1.8 million followers. Now he's down to 1.5 million followers on yeah. Instagram. So I want to bring yeah. in Monster a little bit. Tell us a little bit about that Monster. We can start getting into his, his scandals where it all went wrong. So, so in the pre-show, Steve, we were talking about this, uh, the, what we would call the influencer kind of lifestyle that some people are hooked into. I've, I've got buddies that were talking about making this like kind of a second career. And Steve's mentioned some of the examples. One of the examples, funny enough, I saw was a girl, uh, a, a kind of normal looking, but real long legs, and her thing was just trying stockings on. And it wasn't even sexual as such, but it was a kind of reverse fascination with the fact she had 60,000 followers that would watch her sitting on her sofa trying stockings on. And then what kind of hooks people, the other part of what hooks people, Steve's been quite correct, the transformation, what's get you, if this guy's skinny and he built himself up, I can do it. If he was fat and got lean, I can do it. And we get that. that that's the, what attracts us, you know, what, what I was, was I not strong and now I am strong, you know. That's what we all want. It's the transformation. It's the idea of some sort of thing. And of course, the second part of this is, is, is making money. You know, can I make money transforming myself? Can I make money by showing my journey? The problem, which is kind of what we're going to get into with Devin, is it becomes kind of like a thing. It's not just you going, do you know what? I was really fat when I was young and I went to the gym and I love the gym. And now look at me, I've got a six pack. It's amazing. I love my life. I love to have the fact that I've managed to get rid of that fat. And guys, if you follow me, it's going to be amazing. Hopefully your journey will be just as good as mine. That's what started. But it's kind of like becomes a template. I think Steve likes to use the phrase cookie cutter. It becomes like, okay, this is exactly how it needs to be done. I'm going to take, when I take pictures of me, my, my pot plant, man, which be just so. I could live in a pigsty but I've got to give the idea that I live in a palace. I stand next to a Ferrari. I can only wear this kind of branded clothing. The fact of the matter, that might be the only clothes I've got to wear. I, I might live in a really shitty area and I'm pretending. So this is what, what, what ended up with Devin, with this great, great transformation, is it become a little bit of a pretense, a little bit of a kind of, I wasn't quite being as honest with you guys as I possibly could. And so we'll, when we get into the specifics, and I'll touch on the first one now, Steve. One of the things that became an issue was he was manipulating his photographs. Now, he wasn't drawing on a six-pack and pretending to have muscles he didn't have, but he was enhancing things in such a way that even his sponsor's photographs, which seemed to be genuine, differed from the same photograph on his own page. So he was kind of making himself look taller. He was kind of making himself look broader. He was making the muscles a bit more contrast. So these photographs that he was using were enhanced to the point where the argument became, is he showing you genuinely what is actually done? And of course, once you start getting into the, well, I'm kind of faking it a little tiny bit, I'm putting too much of a polish on it, then you stop trusting him. And so even if he's, although he's only gone, you know, I mean, it's a terrible, not exactly terrible, only having one and a half million followers down from 1.8 million. But trust me, I believe, and I think Steve would agree with me, the reason he lost 300,000 followers is that those 300,000 lost faith with what he was doing, which in a kind of way is a shame because it kind of negates all the hard work that he put getting from 115 pounds to 180 pounds. The photographs that are genuine show a really, really good physique. Definitely someone that, you know, this is a guy that's undoubtedly transformed from what he was to what he is. But then he starts to lose your trust. Then he starts to 
do other things. And we'll get into the specifics of, of the second controversy with regards to the diets. It's a thing that Steve and I have talked about on the forums in a second. So yeah, back to you, Steve. Do, let's, do, 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 will I get onto the uh, second controversy or shall we look at something else first? Well, I wanted to add to what you said there before I forgot about the Ferrari okay. thing. You guys, it's a facade. Uh, what happens is you go on these guys, these social media influencers, they'll have pictures of them with women. They'll have two, three women sitting there. They're sitting there mm. with their arms yeah. around two, three women in a jacuzzi. They'll be driving around a nice Ferrari. They'll be, and, and then you find out the truth about, I've interviewed these guys and they yeah. literally are married men living in a cookie cutter, three bedroom house with two kids. They're not going around with two, three women in the jacuzzi. That's just, they pay those women. That's there right. are actually agencies that you can call up and you could say, hey, I need three beautiful women to come around and play, sit with me in the jacuzzi. I'm going to pay them $100 an hour. Yeah. Send me yeah. three women. And these women that come over, they're not even like, they're from like Russia or something. They just got off the boat. And for them, making $100 an hour is like a fortune. So they'll gladly come and do it. And they'll probably suck your dick at the, in the, along with it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just, just for the hell of it. So it's all a facade. They'll do that just to... um. You know, the, give, the illusion. The, give the illusion that they're living this grand lifestyle yeah. and then it makes you feel like you want to be like them. You yeah. want to follow them. You want to you you look up to them. you become a fanboy, and then they build up followers that way. But it's all bullshit there. It's that's not true. I can name you the people who I've interviewed who, who are like that. Um, I'm mm -hmm. not going to do that because we're talking about Devin in this one. But, yeah, there's plenty of them out there. I'll give, I'll give you an example. Right. In advertising. The illusion of something is quite often what you're buying. So if you see a car advert, it's nine times out of ten on a big open road with no other traffic, no one's tooting the horns, no one's trying to get it by. In reality, most of those cars are going to be driven around crowded cities, whether it's Los Angeles, London, here in Wales. Now we've got we've got those kind of roads here in Wales, but you're not you're going to work. You're going down the freeway to get to work and pay for your car. But the adverts sell. So what they what the bodybuilders and I I follow a, a, a physique golem. And some of Golem's early pictures were this massive muscular physique, which he genuinely has. And one that sticks in my mind is standing in front of an S-class Mercedes with his huge chain down to this massive bull mastiff type dog. He, 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 he's like me and Steve, he loves cats. He's rescued cats like Steve and I have rescued cats. And that's, if you, if, if you go into his actual YouTube video, He's still got this massive muscular visit, but the photographs that he built some of his career on before 5% took him on were based on this image of this muscular guy in front of a, an expensive car with his huge muscular dog, with his massive great train on, with combat trousers on, a big fuck off army boots and all this kind of stuff. So he was painting a picture, but it wasn't, it wasn't real life. In fact, he was from, as Steve Smith just said, from Russia and had come to America, living in, I believe now, Florida just moved and stuff like that. So he created an illusion. The problem is, I think some of these guys, they keep that illusion going, Steve. It's constant. It's not. And, 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 the, and the thing that, of course, bugs us, as we were getting to in the second part of this, is to, they then create this idea that I can sell you this lifestyle. Now, that's, that's, even if you genuinely live in that lifestyle, you can't buy that house or that car just by following this diet. And the worst part, as we'll get into, is when they pretend that they have the knowledge and the ability 
to get hundreds of thousands of their followers into this shape. Now, some of them are genuinely knowledgeable. Steve, me and I've got 40, 50, 60 years experience between us. We have enough knowledge to know how to get guys to work hard in the gym, enough knowledge to know how to advise guys with PEDs, and enough knowledge to know how to get people to make changes in their life so you can see improvements. But some of these guys only have the knowledge about themselves, and then they've used drugs, et cetera, et cetera. So then when they're charging you, sometimes, Steve, three and four, five hundred dollars for the premium kind of contact that you're supposed to be getting, the one-to-one, when you genuinely aren't getting that kind of contact, you aren't getting that experience, you aren't getting that kind of information that you think you're tapping into for your $500 or even as little as $100. You're really not. And the history side of this, Steve, I mentioned it in the pre-show. This kind of, I will get you and I will transform you stuff, been going on since 1950. I know Thomas Inchu in the UK and a very famous uh, physique writer back in the day called Earl Leiderman. Thomas was employing 50 secretaries in the 50s to type out replies to the letters a lot of which were just got a generic photocopied, reproduced diet inserted into the envelope, typed out by the secretary and then posted back to these guys for five, five dollars, five bucks back in the day. Earl Leiderman was a millionaire at one point in the 50s with 60 secretaries in America doing the same kind of thing. What you wasn't getting was Earl or Thomas to write you down the diet. They weren't nine times out of ten. They weren't actually replying to you. It was a sheet of paper that was kept in a folder, taken out, put into the envelope typed up by the secretary and posted the next day. And you and it might have been signed, if you were very lucky, it was signed by the writer, signed by the author, but it wasn't really one-to-one. And this is kind of what we're getting into now. This is not like when you do a consult with Steve. Steve will talk to you, will ask all these questions about you, find out what's going on. That's how it's supposed to be. So yeah, let's, let's get into the second part of the controversy, yeah. Steve, and then we'll and talk s- about his yeah. training, his nutrition, and obviously how we think he can shape. Yeah, and you just touched on it exactly. There's a difference um, with people. So when you have a big Instagram following like this, you, of course, mm-hmm. are going to have links to a website or your services. So what he did, and this is a lot of guys do this, so we're not we're not just picking on Devin, but he got oh, no. really – he got, he got exposed to it. That's the big difference because he had one of his employees yeah. expose him. So a girl that was working for him, she was actually the one. When you went and contacted him, she was the one who did all the work. She was the one who talked to you online. So that's why when I do my consultations, Mobster touched on it. I don't, I don't do emails back and forth. I can do that for you, but you'll, you can tell I'm answering your questions line by line. It's that's the difference. And I'm also I much prefer talking to you over the phone or talking to you over Skype. So, you, you know, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's me. You know, my voice. You hear me on the podcast. But in this situation, it was just basically she was emailing them just cookie cutter write ups. Maybe they had like five layouts of a diet, five layouts for a workout. And she would just email the person. So you're paying hundreds of dollars for a consultation via email and you're getting basically a cookie cutter copy paste whatever for i want to lose weight okay here's the cookie cutter diet i want to gain weight here's a cookie cutter diet. i want to build muscle here's a cookie cutter workout etc etc and she was getting paid she got paid what two hundred thousand dollars monster while he made (laughs) over seven figures you know which is over a million dollars yeah so jump in yeah what are your thoughts on that can i just say and st- I've touched on this with Steve to me in the pre-show. Can I just say, I, I, oh, th- we are outraged at the fact that this was almost certainly cookie cutter stuff. And again, he's not the only fella. But by the same token, 
I'm not exactly going to be crying if Stephen and I got six figures <laughs> doing these consults, doing this one-to-one -one stuff. If I coach here, which I'm not going to start getting into soon, I'm not going to cry when I'm only getting $200,000 and I'm doing all the work. But by the same token, yes, she was almost certainly just sending out the stuff. She was doing all the follow-ups. In UK money, in, in, in pounds, English pounds, it's about 180,000 pounds, which, believe you and me, is about four to five times the UK average salary, maybe a little bit more, in fact. So she was getting paid close to eight times the, the, the UK salary, probably around, I believe, three times, four times the average US salary. So she wasn't exactly hard done by, but it wasn't Devin. He wasn't having anything to do with this, and he was getting seven figures. And as Steve said, he, he got exposed for by probably by one of his sponsors, Shreds, with the comparison photographs and the photoshopping. And then she she sat down and she complained she's doing all the work. Now, as I said to Steve in the, in the pre-show, I guarantee she hasn't got one and a half million followers on her own social media. So she kind of needed Devin. But she complained that she was doing all the work and she wasn't getting all the money. Okay, okay, you're getting six figures. You're an employee. It's kind of how this stuff works. I expect my employees to do the work. But yeah, it, ultimately, it was an expose of the simple fact it was almost generic photoshopped stuff and generic Photoshop plans. And the only person that was ringing up and contacting people on the premium stuff was this woman. Devin had nothing to do with it, as according to uh, Kelly Willett, who was her name. And she was doing all the work, sending out all the stuff, doing all the contacts, doing all the emails, doing all the follow-ups. Hell, he probably had someone at that point who was just doing the Instagram stuff for him so he could go off and do whatever the hell he wanted. And I suppose in one particular perverse way, it's the kind of the dream, you know, someone does your Instagram, someone does your diets, someone polishes your shoes. But he, it wasn't, you wasn't getting Devin. You, you, even if you paid a premium, you wasn't getting the person on the profile to do this work. They hadn't sat down, they hadn't gone through your diet, they hadn't gone through your lifestyle, they had knew nothing about you. They hadn't even read what you'd sent. All that they were doing was cashing the checks. So it, it kind of like, and again, he's not the only person doing this, but it's kind of like disappointing. If, if, if Steve, me and I set up a, a, an Instagram profile tomorrow and I said, listen, I'm going to train you for strength and Steve's going to work out your PEDs, work out your diet. It would be us doing the work. It would be us spending eight to 10 hours a day working with 200, 300 clients a month. We would we would put in the graph. As Steve said, when you bring him up, you, it's his voice. It's not a recording. It's him on the phone that you're talking to. I've got guys that used to do stuff like this back in the day, and they were taking phone calls at 3 a.m. from the States that people who wanted information about steroids. That's how this particular person earned a living. It was him you were speaking to who was awake at 3 o'clock in the morning UK time taking your call. That's the reason why you were paying $100 to get the advice so that you knew what to do with, with steroids back in the 1980s and 1990s. That, it was genuinely that person, that expert, talking to you at 3 o'clock in the morning, Steve. So this is why it becomes kind of like, what the hell? And and again, we're not just saying Devin's the issue here. There's an awful lot of what we say over here in the UK. You win a competition, you start saying, uh, John Smith, PT. No, you're not qualified. You're not a PT. You haven't been to college. You haven't got certification or diet prep. Really? So so you've got an expert uh, expertise in nutrition? No. I got into shape once for a competition and I won a third place trophy. I'm now an expert. No, you're not. 
have you have you ever worked with anybody else in the, in the local gym? Have you ever worked with any clients local to you? Do you have any experience? This is what you need to ask, guys. You need to sit down with these people and you say, like, okay, what's what's Steve's background? What's my background? What's this person that I'm going to pay a hundred dollars? What's their background? Have they competed? Uh, have they prepped themselves, or did someone prep them? Because sometimes that's how they've learned. And I, I know guys here that were talking about getting into this kind of stuff for themselves. And, and, and we were arguing about the diets that they were on, and they had someone else prepping them. So they knew nothing about themselves. It was someone that prepped them, and they were talking about prepping other people. That's not how it should be. You want to know that the person's either got some sort of qualification or proper experience before you start earning over your hard-earned dollars and your hard-earned pounds. Let's, let's get into the rest of it, Steve. I mean, the, the takeaway from that is pay attention to who you're giving money to and look into their background. But, Devin did work hard to get his physique. He did train hard to have a transformation of his own. And, you know, hopefully he knew what the hell he was doing because he does have a fantastic physique to look at when it came to PED. So, yeah, let's get into the training, the nutrition, and, and uh, at the end, of yep. course, the juice and stuff with regards to the steroids. Yeah, guys. So, you know, that sums it up with that situation. So that's what he's known for. Um, so, you know, his training and diet beliefs – I'll let you get into his, his, his diet. Um, he doesn't talk much about, I don't see on his Instagram. He doesn't talk much about diet anymore, but he Ironic. does offer, he does offer, uh, you know, diet and, uh, training advice still to this day, yep. but, um, it'd be interesting to see if he learned his lesson or if he's still having people that he's hiring to, to do it. Um, so that's, I'd be curious to know that it's, it's hard to tell because if you click on his website, and you go on there, there's a little thing to fill out. And then he says that he'll get back to you within 24 hours. So I'm not sure how much he charges or anything like but that. There's an NDA, man, an NDA, non-disclosure. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we should uh, send send it over and, and, and test see it happens, out and yeah. see, uh, see who gets back to us. And it's really him. He like a little spy routine. But guys... Um, you know, back then he did talk a lot about a diet. So what we know is he likes to cook his own food. He doesn't like fluctuating his mass. He uh, believes that if you want to cut, that means your diet sucks. And if you want to ball, that also means your diet sucks. So he says, fix your diet first is his motto. And he says, the body's wrong on what goes on in your kitchen. So he, um, and he does promote some supplements and you can kind of go on there and there's a little supplement thing. I think he has maybe an affiliate program where you'll click. He seems to be promoting a company called Steel, which I haven't heard of. Mobster, maybe you have, but they, they sell all the cookie cutter supplements out there. Um, you know, the whey and the amino acids and the um, pump products, et cetera, et cetera. So um, he probably gets free supplements. So he probably you know, uses, you know, he probably uses some of those free supplements. So just cookie cutter. So, I mean, it's, it's that simple. Um, when it comes to training, um, there isn't much on here anymore. Again, is on Instagram. Now he's promoting stuff. He's promoting, Hey, message me. I'll get you in shape. Message me. I can help you make money. Message me. You know, I, you know, have a fancy motorcycle. I have, you know, a fancy car. I have this, I have a pit bull. They always have pit bulls on these Instagrams mobster. You never see someone posting never have a cat with them like us we're both cat owners monster between us we have <laughs> cat. they won't post a picture with them with a cat and they won't no. post 
picture with them with a Ford or I don't yeah, know. Yeah, in, yeah, in, in yeah. Britain, what do you guys drive usually in Britain? Uh, uh, yeah, we got Fords over here, and it's a okay. Ford Fiesta. Some, some car. One, yeah. It won't be a one liter car. It'll be a three liter car. It won't be a hundred mile an hour car. It'll be a two hundred mile an hour. <laughs> They've got to give the impression that that you yeah. know I can only drive at two hundred, and I can only have like a car that drinks like. 10 gallons a mile or something. He's got a Jeep <laughs> in his uh, Instagram and he's got a motorcycle. Um, so he's a bad boy. And of course yeah. he has tattoo. I think he has a, like a head tattoo too. So he's definitely a bad boy. He's not the type of guy monster. And I think you would bring home, you, you'd be happy if your daughter brought him home for a Thanksgiving. Yeah, you better be real polite. <laughs> <laughs> real, real polite. Yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, yeah, so, I mean, pretty much he's he's been preaching the motto over the years. He wants to keep a nice physique year-round. He doesn't, like, bulk and cut back and forth. He likes to keep high intensity. He likes yeah. to have music. I'm guessing he's not listening to Inya while he's working out, right? Classical, um, man, at least. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm guessing it's more. over the bulk. <laughs> so, yeah, well, I'm saying. Again, it's, it's an illusion, this is a crazy stuff, right? I'll give you an example. So strongman competitions we used to put on. There was a fella there called Ferret. That was his nickname, obviously. And one side of his face was completely covered in tattoos, which I think is actually illegal here in the UK. Uh, you have to go outside of the UK to get facial tattoos. You can get it pretty much everywhere else. But for some reason, there was an issue there. So anyway, one side of his face was tattooed literally down the middle, and the other side was not. And we, he came to a couple of competitions that we put on in, in Gloucester when I lived there with the company that I was work, I owned and worked with at the time. And he was the nicest guy that when all the athletes were nervous, he'd be sitting in the athlete's tent, keeping out of the sun or the weather or whatever else we had going on in the UK. And he would chill them out. He was just making jokes and whatever. So you've got this idea looking at him. He was going to be some kind of cat-eating monster or that you couldn't talk to him or whatever else. And yet he'd have all these fight fellas, these big 20, 30 stone, 300 pound plus fellas relaxed and chilled and laughing when it was their turn to go out. Good luck, mate, and all that kind of stuff. So it's, it's, it's the illusion. Now, we shouldn't really be kind of doing this stuff, especially with the, with the death of most bodybuilder magazines. And I say that as a collector. We shouldn't really be still doing this kind of thing in this day and age where you're kind of pretended to be something you're not he's got like i've already said an amazing physique there are some photographs we talked about in a previous pre-recorded pre podcast going live soon about the fella there and having an amazing back devin's back's pretty damn good it's dry he looks ripped he's got great intercostals he's got that whole tiny waist thing going on so he genuinely has a great physique but just to give you an example steve i've got bodybuilder magazines from way back and they used to sell for five bucks back in the 50s again, courses on how to strengthen your eyes, literally exercises for your eyeballs. So the, the eye, you could make money, so it was seen, from pretty much selling anything, whether it was like, I think there was exercises for your head and you would massage your head and this was a way of making your hair grow. <sighs> this is kind of what we're doing here. Devin should have stuck to selling what he did. This is how I got in this shape. This is my book. This is what I did. I got up at this time in the morning. I put in the grind. I did the steps. I did the cardio. I the one thing that came out of the thing that Steve was just talking about there from the article is he cooked his own food. We've got guys on the forums that can't cook and they need to learn to cook. Once you start cooking, you know exactly what's gone into your food. You can control 100%. That's one piece of advice. David was spot on. 
So the, 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 from, from my perspective, he could have, if he had actually sat down, I just, I'm sure he could have had clients that would have given him $500, but I would have wanted Devin, I would have wanted Devin to walk me through it. I would have wanted him to, to, to tell me exactly what he was, this is, you need to get up at five in the morning if, you can't, if you're going to work at eight and you need to go out there and you'll do 2000 steps before, before you leave to go to work in the morning. Make sure you take your, your food with you and Tupperware tubs. It's a bit ironic when we say that, but do it. Make sure that if you go to work and you're on the road, you've got good food to eat. Make sure that if you have an opportunity to work for a break and you've eaten your food, go out and do another thousand steps and just keep putting all these things together. And when you get home, sit down with your wife and family, but maybe you have your food separate from their food and your food's clean and your, your wife's going to pat you on the back because you're getting into shape. Your mum and your father are going to pat you on the back for putting in the work. That's how, that's how this stuff happens. The grind but the grind doesn't sell and it's not attractive. And this is kind of this is kind of where he went. Now, shall we touch on the steroids here, Steve? Because you say there's not much on the training and the nutrition we've kind of already got onto. Let, let's get into the juice, yep. the juicy so, of the juice. So the number one steroid that, you know, we could speculate a guy like Devin would run is Trembolone. Because Trembolone, mm. when you're in your 20s especially, you know, you're very insulin sensitive. You're still insulin sensitive. You haven't had the grind of life yet. So you can run Trembolone, build good quality muscle and cut. So it's completely recompositioned for. So in a guy like Devin who wants to stay good, you know, looking good year round, Trembolone would be the number one choice. So 600 milligrams a week. I mean, they're not going to be shy with the dose. You know, someone... A normal person, maybe 200, 300 milligrams, but my gosh, they're going to run two, three times that. Testosterone propanate, the propanate, shorter ester in and out of your system. You can cut it out anytime you want. 500 milligrams a week, it's going to give you some water weight, but if you don't want the water rate, just stop taking it. You stop taking it, the water weight will come off after about a week because of a short ester. And then the equipoise, he seems to be the type of person he likes to stay active you know if he's riding around in his motorcycle he's doing a lot of stuff he's on the go he's probably taking his dog places his pit bull (laughs) he wants to stay active right equipoise perfect (laughs) 600 milligrams a week for that for that equipoise yeah they're not going to post the picture with with them in a a, a a bichon freeze a freeze or a poodle it's going to be a pit bull even better yeah yep it's going to have one of those collars with the the spikes on it the diamonds a little really (laughs) little love hearts so yeah if you're a dog if you're a dog person you like to take your dog for a run and stuff you like to take your person the dog to the park run around you want to you want to have good endurance equipoise equipoise is good for that 600 milligrams a week and then anovar of course anovar is the, the one for cutting there are some fat burning properties with anovar why the hell not? 100 milligrams or even more of Anavar yeah. a day. Yeah. yeah, run it. You know, run it. Normal person, 50 milligrams, 40 milligrams. Yeah, more than he's, going, he's going 100 or more. You hmm. know, he wants to get it. He wants to get it done. And then the carterine. The carterine, great for fat loss, great for endurance. And then, of course, support supplements and two guard. We got to run your support supplements for all those steroids. Otherwise, your liver and your kidneys are going to go to hell in a handbasket running that type of steroid. So, 
yeah, that type of cycle and then just rotating the testosterone propionate in and out here and there, rotating it um, month on and then uh, stop it ahead of, you know, you want to get pictures to put up and then Photoshop it on top of it, then it would work perfectly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Run that, uh, stop that testosterone propionate and get some, some off. So and then, you know, uh, I'll, I'll bring you in, Momster, on this one. Winstrol is another one. Um, ahead of uh, pictures, Winstrol will dry you out. Masteron will harden you up. So he could have ran, he, he, you know, someone like that could run something like those to kind of ahead of the pictures. They want to look as good as they can at Instagram. Listen, you know how many pictures these guys snap? And the, they even oh. Photoshop them. And then they're like, you know what? I'm not putting this on my Instagram. I just don't look good you know i yeah. don't look good so they're like no i'm not gonna take pictures i'm gonna switch my steroids around i'm gonna i'm gonna add winstrol i'm gonna take out the, te the test i'm gonna take out the trend i'm gonna add the equipoise i want to add this i want to add that they'll put stuff in and out and then a couple weeks later they'll do it all over again they'll take pictures photoshop whatever they need to do and then they'll be like yeah i like this i'm putting this on my instagram but they're not gonna put they're not going to put anything up on their Instagram that's going to that's going to elicit any negative responses or that's anything. Right. Has to that be would perfect. be a disaster. Be yeah. So so let's get into this, right? So we know when Devin started his transformation, he was 115 pounds. So we're not talking about a fat and out of shape guy here. We're talking about a, a small framed lean muscular guy right at the very very beginning, even with his body describing him as sickly. So that small frame any muscle that goes onto that frame, and especially with the trend, any muscle created by the trend, and obviously the work in the gym and the food as well, of course, it's going to look great. He's, an, he's not a giant now. 180 pounds is a perfect, it's actually quite a little bit big for his height in terms of being five foot eight and 180 pounds, especially with him being so lean. So I've, I, I made some notes here. He would have a real fast metabolism. And of course, if he's out walking that dog or riding a bike, Pushing this, that, and the other, whatever. He's going to be the metabolism's going to be from 115 pounds. Those guys tend to be real fast metabolisms and real small frames. So, like a six or seven inch wrist, not an eight or nine or ten inch wrist. So, muscle that goes under the small frame guys, and I'm, I'm thinking of a flex wheeler here with his small joints, small knees, small elbows, small wrist. Any muscle looks big. So, again, being young or younger when he was using the trend. And again, I, I'm going to agree with Steve. I'm thinking for his physique and because it matters how he looks and really important in terms of driving uh, more dollars into the bank account, I'm going to agree. I'm thinking five, 600 milligrams a week. In reality, 95% of the people that are going to follow him are going to be average Joes and they do not want to be doing these kind of things. They don't have the small frame that Devin has and they won't, any muscle that goes in, they need to be leaner in order for the muscle to show up. So it's going to be kind of that thing. Looking at a test, again, I agree with Steve, he'd probably swap in a test around. And what Steve said about the appearance, whether it's watery or muscular or whatever else, these guys and girls, for that matter, they won't put pictures up unless the light's perfect. They won't pictures up unless they can use a filter so you can't see any zits or the hair's got to be just so. Let's take a picture outside, not inside. Can we use this light? Can we stand in this place? This kind of thing all the time. So the, the appearances, and um, again, with a physique like Devin, it's already going to be kind of lean already, Steve. And I doubt very much he's ever going to be a, a, a real pot-bellied uh, fat boy ever. But the stuff that keeps him dry 
the stuff that keeps the water off for him, the stuff that allows him to always have a six pack, even if he's having a shitty day, uh, is going to be in there. And again, I use the same analogy with the guys here. Uh, some of the guys that train here with me, they're not into strength, they're into the physique. So, okay, why are you taking pictures every single day? Why don't you take one picture a week under the same light, in the same conditions, with the same clothes, with the same background? Because that way you can compare your physique. Devin's not doing it. He He's doing this stuff so that the picture that he's presenting you to the internet is kind of almost, if it's a different light with different clothing and a different background, you, you, you'd almost say that his physique has changed. And 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 really, again, something else that comes with, with the steroids, Steve, and this, this applies to all of us, myself, you, everybody else, especially when we're trying to get in shape. We don't always see ourselves as other people see themselves. So... You know, I, I said to the guys, if you're competing and you're real hungry going into a competition, your your glycogen levels are low. Your brain pretty much relies on glycogen as, as this kind of source of fuel. So being carb hungry, being low fat, low glycogen, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, you don't always have the, the, the same mood, the same mindset, and so on and so forth. So I think we're talking about a guy that's going to be on steroids all year round. Trend's probably going to be cycled two, three times into the, in, into the plan for the year. It's almost certainly going to be on pretty much nine, 10 months of the year because this physique matters. Something else Steve touched on, again, with the photographs, I'm going to agree on. I'm pretty much sure he's one of his guys that probably stacks up the great photographs and releases them one at a time. So he can have a crap day. He can have a day when he don't look so good. He can have a day when it's you know, Thanksgiving and Christmas and he's putting the food in his mouth, but he'll give the illusion by saving one of his photographs and holding it back and then releasing it close to Christmas, still on the ground, still doing this, still doing that. Whereas in reality, he's, he's got his face into the trough, the same as the rest of us. But yeah, I mean, I'm a big fan of Anavar. Uh, and again, as a bigger fella, I wouldn't get the benefits of the being lean on Anavar that other people might. It's always been a strength drug for me. But again, I've been going to agree with you, Steve. I think 100 milligrams a day for those kind of benefits. It is a bit more than probably most people need. I agree, Steve, 50, 50, 30, 50 milligrams is the optimal amount for 99% of our listeners. Carterine was around when, when Devin was doing his thing and still doing his thing now. So, yeah, I, I would be very surprised if it wasn't in there to help with uh, releasing of energy and to help with his cardio and to help with staying in shape. And, of course, you have to have some sort of system, different protector, kidney protector, uh, 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 that kind of stuff. So N2 God would definitely be in there. But this is the thing. I think one of the things we were talking about, and in fact, we described this cycle as a blast or blasting. I think he's going to be one of those guys, Steve, he's probably cruising. Uh, his physique is so important to him and so important to his followers and so important to the money that goes into the bank at the end of the day. I suspect he's, in, he's probably putting himself in a position where he has to take something every single day. For, from now until he retires from the whole Instagram lifestyle, whatever you want to call it, until he's too old and gets out of shape and whatever else. So, so there's going to be something there on the table being taken every single day. I would go so far, even with the small frame and the light ripped physique that he would have had when he started, I'll go so far as to maybe suggest, if not Devin, someone like Devin is probably using something crazy like Clem or DMP or these kind of drugs to, to get, especially as you said, to have that, that Instagram physique, to have the illusion of being dry, 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 and creating this thing that's going to be on, on, on the internet for everybody to see. I don't know about you, Steve. We're not in the habit of putting up too many pictures of ourselves on a forum. So, and, and, and hopefully, 
as much as the next guys and every member of our form followers, et cetera, et cetera, the training lifestyle is important to us. Guys, you need to be careful with this photographing stuff every single day, as I mentioned earlier on. It is a, and I'll be crude here, it's a head fuck. You'd be better off taking, in my opinion, one picture a month of the front and one picture a month of the back because you can see progress. You can see progress by the amount of weight you've got on the bar. You can see progress by the amount of food you're eating. You can see progress more easily in four to six weeks than you can see on a daily basis. And while Instagram is a great motivator and an inspirer, it can be a head fuck. If this guy puts up a photograph and he looks in great shape and you're having a shit day in your house, in your kitchen, in your gym, and it's not gone as well as perhaps you wanted it to, and your head's not in the game, and he's putting up this photograph that looks like he's in the game every single fucking day, that's a head fuck. So use these people to motivate and inspire you, but your own journey needs to be real. And whether, whether he's doing these drugs that we talk about, whether he's doing things that we haven't talked about, and whether he's doing stuff, like I said, these guys will, for example, Steve, you, you'll notice, if they're taking one photograph a week, he's probably using some, not just Devin, but some, sometimes they use it, whether it's the dandelion root going the natural way or some sort of a diuretic just to get into shape and, and fast just for that one picture to put on Instagram. I mean, you're a big fan of fasting. I, I, would, I bet he takes it, oh, I'm not going to have any water today and we're going to go at one o'clock and we're going to take a photograph of my ripped six-pack with veins on. And then as soon as the pictures are turning straight down Mackie D's, shoveling a burger in and getting, I'm starving. I, I bet there's times when these guys, they, they, will, they, will, they will take a picture with nothing in their stomach, just so that the stomach is just flat, just perfect for the picture. And that's what we're talking about. There's a manipulation between his own genetics and his own journey and his own passion, and then creating for a minute for one photograph on Instagram, a certain illusion, which then in his case is probably going to go out and pull him in $10,000 more in, in people in diets and secrets of making six figures and all the other stuff that he's doing. And again, it's not just Devin. There are hundreds of people on Instagram, hundreds of men, hundreds of women doing exactly the same thing. Keep it real. Take this as inspiration. Take this as information. Look into their background. If you've got a big frame and you're 400 pounds, then Devin's transformation is not for you. If you're 115 pounds and you want to be muscular, then what Devin did is for you. So it's you've got to pick your heroes, pick your inspiration, pick your gen, and have an eye. Great physique, great car, great dog, whatever. But keep it real for you. Make sure this stuff applies to you. Again, when you talk to Steve on a, on a consult, every single piece of information that's going to come out of Steve's mouth is about what you need, the individual, not, not this generic Joe that Steve's wrote up and keeps a template in his drawer for, ready for when you call. Whatever, Steve. Anyway, back to you for the final few words. I just wanted to uh, add, too, when it comes to steroid cycling, um, I'd be curious to, to hear your opinion, Momster, on he wants to – he talks a lot about, about staying – good lean muscular great year round he wants to look he doesn't want to have peaks he doesn't want to have lower so i'd be curious to hear how you would advise someone say on the forum who wanted to stay good year round when it comes to using steroids you had mentioned okay. you think yeah. he's on steroids year round what would do you I think change it? 
Yeah, what do you think he's taking year round, and what do you think he's blasting and cruising to stay consistent year round? Because he wants to stay consistent. I think in his particular case, if he's reached in his mind a perfect size, and we said 180 pounds is the photographs we're talking about, uh, great physique, then then I would probably just maintain. So I would probably I probably would stay on the same cycle. I would probably would stay on the same drugs all year round if I was in his shoes and we're talking about steroids because he's there or thereabouts. In reality, uh, and again, it depends with his perfect lifestyle and his genetics. In reality, most fellas shouldn't do that. What they should do is that look, nature. We should work with nature. So in the winter time, it is perfectly normal and natural. To add a little bit of body fat. That's what nature does to stop you freezing to fucking death, man. And in the summertime, where we all want to hit the beach, it's perfectly normal for nature to make you lose a few pounds. You're getting more vitamin D. You're more like to walk around in a pair of shorts. So if you're a guy with your shirt off and a vest on, if you're a girl with like some sort of top on or whatever, showing your arms, showing, as we say in the UK, showing your boobs or whatever. And it's perfectly normal. Nature does that. If we were fat in the summer and thin in the winter, we'd be dead as a race. So the same thing applies to steroid use. And I actually talked about this, I believe, a couple of times on the forums, even if indirectly. You work with what you are. So, for example, a real, real big fat Joe shouldn't be taking the same stories as a real lean guy. He shouldn't be taking the same stories as a genetic freak. He should go, right, listen, I need to get into shape. How much of that can I do with diet and with training, with cardio? And then what steroids are going to work with my frame, with my physique, with my genetics? So there is definitely a difference in what, between what we think Devin was using and what we might use. If, 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 it's a common, if it's a fat guy on one hand and a skinny guy on the other side with a small frame and a big frame, then the gene- there shouldn't be the same steroid exactly. If it's the same steroid, it shouldn't be the same amount. Some guys can run 16-week cycles. I hate 16-week cycles. Some guys can run 10-week orals, eight-week orals. Elon on the forum disagrees. He says four to six weeks. But I've, I've never had any problems with the slightly longer amount of orals. So that's kind of thing again. And again, what I'm saying with regards to steroids, I'd actually work with, with the season. So I might want to bulk and take, for example, if I was going to be doing that kind of stuff again back in the day as I used to, debow in the wintertime, carrying a bit of water away. Still get my cardio, still my conditioning, but don't be afraid to hold a little bit extra to, and, and do as much strength training as I possibly can in the winter time. And then come the summertime, get out in a fresh air, change my what I'm taking, maybe want to get into a, a better shape. I don't like the guys that uh, bulk and get ripped rip back to back. That's kind of crazy. Even if you live where it's real hot, you shouldn't be doing that kind of stuff all the time. Work with nature, work with yourself, have someone who advise you that's specific, that's familiar with your situation. So, yeah, I, I can see Devin where it matters if he's at 180 pounds and he never wants to get any bigger. And if he lives in a nice area of the, of the US, I can see him pretty much on a similar cycle or cruising or something all year round. But for most of our followers, most of our listeners, myself and yourself, I, I would vary. I would take X, Y and Z in the winter time for strength. And I would take X, Y and Z for getting into shape and change my approach to training, change my approach to nutrition in the summertime. And that's working with what nature gave you and literally keeping, keeping, and, and that's the thing. Look, I wouldn't want to, like you say before, what's the phrase you used before, Steve, a permabulker. I wouldn't want to be a permabulker if I was a normal Joe all year round. Equally, I wouldn't want to be ripped all year round. Sometimes it's been super dry, super ripped. It's kind of uncomfortable. And, and, you, want to, and you want to relax now and again. You want, to, you want to put on a little bit of fat now and again. 
that's good for your joints. Sometimes being super dry is bad for your joints. So yeah, we would change things. This is the kind of cycle we could see him doing for what works for Devin and it matters because it puts money in the bank and it works for his clients and it gets him followers. But for you, I, and 999% of our readers, this would not be the perfect thing to do, even if they had a Devin like the Zeke. You, you, you need to go with, example, Steve, if I'm working 18 hour days and I'm getting maybe 20 minutes to go to the gym, I don't need to be doing grams and grams of steroids. That's just crazy. Equally, if I'm sitting on my ass and I'm, I've got, you know, money in the bank and I don't have to go out and do hell of it, no work whatsoever, uh, I can, I can, and training is everything, it's a different approach again. If I'm massively yeah. fat, yeah, if I'm massively I, fat, I shouldn't be, shouldn't be doing Devin's thing. If I'm, if I'm Devin's thing, I shouldn't be doing the same as a big fat chunk. It's, it's that you need to work with what you've got into your lifestyle with what's going on. And yeah, being super fat think, all year round is bad yeah. ideas, being super rich is bad idea. Yeah, you made a good point. In his him being in his 20s, he's just now turning 30. He can get away with it. He can get oh, yeah. away with looking. He wants to look consistent. He wants to look great year-round. He can get away with it. But once he gets older, that's going to come back to bite him. Um, in a professional sports, athletes, they have an off-season. They have an off-season. Uh, in the NFL, for example, they don't get back into training camp until late July the season finishes in early January. If you make it to the Super Bowl, your season finishes in early February. So you get March, April, May, June, July, and then July, five months of the off season if you make the Super Bowl. And if you don't make the Super Bowl, you get six months. And that's assuming that you're healthy throughout the season. You didn't go on injury reserve or something. So we're talking half the year is the off season. So it just doesn't, it, it won't work. Um, our bodies are too fragile. So in his situation, I have no doubt he wants to stay good year round. He will, he wants yeah. to stay hardcore. He's going to run what steroids he needs to run to look good year round. He's going to run DMP. If he needs to run DMP, he's going to run diuretics. If he needs to run diuretics, he's going to run trend. If he needs to run trend, he doesn't care. But once he gets in his thirties and then, and then forties for sure, it's going to, come back and bite them. And like Mobster said, your joints are going to go. I mean, you only have so much cartilage. You keep rubbing up those, that cartilage, it's going to wear off. I know people who are, who play tennis their whole lives or volleyball, and they literally have no cartilage left in their knees and, or their ankles. So, and they have bunions on their feet where they can't even put a shoe on anymore. So it will come back and bite you. So you know, yeah, in this situation, but I know that he's doing what he needs to do to look good year round, or he could be full of crap and he doesn't look good year round, but he just looks yeah. good for those pictures. And he'll pictures, take all those yes. pictures. He'll take a bunch of it pictures, helps. change the background and then say, yeah, yeah, this is me in July. This is me in August, this yeah. is me in September. But really he doesn't look like that. So we see guys all the time uh, do that. Well. So finish up the show, Mobster, final thoughts. I was just going to say on the photographs that Steve just mentioned, and we touched on this earlier, it was it was the case with bodybuilding magazines that 90% of the photographs, you, even now that you see in a few magazines that are left, are taken either just before show or just after show. And because of the way magazines are published, it took two to three months uh, in the course of things for these photographs to become out in the press, into the media, into the magazines, to be released online and whatever else. That's still the case. If I was competing as a bodybuilder and I was getting ripped and those last two weeks before a competition, I should be looking my absolute best 
then I'm probably going to take 100 pictures. And if I was into the Instagram lifestyle, one picture a day for 100 days, even though those 100 photographs were taken in the two weeks as a run-up to a show, the day of a competition, right after a competition. It makes sense. And that's how we would do this thing. And that's how we would run it. Because it I, that's how I'm going to pay my bills. That's how I'm going to pay my mortgage. That's how I'm going to pay for that car and for that dog and, you know, the, the glittery things in my house that look beautiful on Instagram. And that's how I'm going to get those Dolly Bird models to come around the blowjob once from Russia. I'm going to do that kind of stuff. There's, it, but again, that's not how you learn to get your physique to be the best you that you as the Evo and Evolution and our YouTubes and our iTunes and all that. That's not how you need to do what you're doing, guys. You need to do what works for you and get you into the best shape. Now, whether that's doing a consult with Steve or whatever, that's coming onto our forums and picking our brains and getting advice from ourselves and their fellow moderators. It's, it's about being the best you. Like I said, if you're going to take something away from Devin and all the other influencers on Instagram, think of them as a kind of gentle motivation. But make sure that your heroes on your heroines are the same, the same frame, the same look, the same whatever is what you've got. So follow what, what as a good example, Steve, I, I, I'm a great fan of the genetic freaks of bodybuilding and strength. But why don't I follow someone that had my frame and my build when they started and became crazy strong? Because that's the person that's the most like me. So when we talk about these things, we're talking about what works for them, their journey. Take the information away that applies to you guys. Use these lessons of their experience and their journey to apply to your journey and your experience. So by, by all means, don't, if you're fat already, don't go and follow someone else's fat. So follow someone who used to be fat and made the journey and keeps the shape. Follow someone who, by listening on a podcast, one of their podcasts, inspires you every single day to not slide back down to where you were before. That's how this stuff should work. Devin's mistake, I think, was to pretend he was writing his diets, to enhance pictures and not realize ultimately he's selling a kind of lie or an illusion and yet kind of crazy, really, because he's still got a pretty damn good physique, Steve. He still looks pretty damn good. Even if he is photoshopping his pictures, he's still got something of a six-pack. He's still put a lot of muscle on a real small frame, and that should be the inspiration. That should be the motivator. So there you go, guys. Now, we've got – let's have a look at what we've got coming up, Steve. Uh, we've got a very famous, uh, huge social media star, had a crazy, crazy journey to got him into this whole uh, thing of training and, and motivating him and being a social media influencer that he is. A real, real tough and surprisingly hard background. That's all I'm going to say. He's very famous, probably one of the biggest social media influencers uh, into strength, into bodybuilding, into arm wrestling. And if that doesn't tell you who the hell this guy is, then you need, you're not on social media, you're not following YouTube. So there you go, Steve. That's, that's what we got coming up next. And yeah, I was quite surprised. Real, real tough background that got him to where he is today. Yes, that will be great, guys. So appreciate you guys listening. We have a lot of this is a bad boy episode, guys. We have some more bad boys coming up. I think we have Greg Valentino, who's another bad boy. Uh, probably one of the, oh, yeah. uh, he was probably the most hated guy in the bodybuilding industry for, for a few <laughs> years running. He's kind of got his reputation back. 
the past few years somehow. I have no idea how. Yeah, just, we'll just barely. <laughs> so we'll get into that, guys. Uh, but yeah, we have we have the good guys. We talk about the bad boys. And Devin, I think, just by the way he looks, you know, just with the, the tattoos on his head and stuff, he's a bad boy. Mm. He's a bad. If my daughter ever brung a guy like Devin home, <laughs> I would I would I would disown her. If my cat ever brung him home. I would, I would disown my Make cat. him do some press-ups, Steve. Make him, earn, make him earn your respect. You're going to have to do yep. 500 press-ups before you can take my daughter out in a date. And she needs to be yep. back by 10 o'clock or I'm bringing my dogs out. Yep. He's <laughs> probably going to come pick her up on his motorcycle and no helmet. No. He doesn't wear a helmet. He's one no, of those no. guys. Don't get the car. Helmets, helmets are for pussies. I'm not going to wear a helmet. I'm going to smash my head on the pavement. That makes me tough, you know? So, yeah. Tell but what, I didn't, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Send someone out with them to escort them all night, making sure that she doesn't get kissed. <laughs> all right, guys. I want to go to, who's his pastor? Who? What church does he go to? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if right, he doesn't put the cats, I hate him. <laughs> all right, buddy. So we'll talk to you guys next week. Hit me up, Steve SMI on the forums. Hit up the Mobster, which is Mobster on the forums. And yeah. we, we love to hear from you guys. Send your suggestions in. Have a good one. Take care, guys. See you soon.